Are you there uh, somewhere? There. Now I hear you. Okay. You're you're on my iPad. Ah. Well, that explains why I'm getting called by a different Jack Brinker account because you have a different account on every device. So <laughs> I was like, and I was trying <laughs> to call you. I, I was trying to call you, and then suddenly it starts ringing, and I can hear it ringing, but I'm st- but my interface still showing the call that's trying to go outgoing. I have no way of answering the call, and of course, as soon as I hit hang up on the one that's out the the outgoing call, so I could answer your call, it h- shuts down everything. I was like, ah. Uh, well, I I had just clicked on you, mm-hmm. like I, I had initiated a call and it started ringing. So I thought, oh, my call is coming through. But then I realized, oh no, it's from the iPad that's laying over here on the table. Right. <laughs> and I called back on that one because that's the one I thought you had called me on. But I tried calling the the laptop for you. Want me to try calling the laptop? You want to hang up and try again? Uh, you want me to call you, or you want? You I want let me, me try to... calling you on the laptop. Let me see if that works. Okay. So make sure you have Skype running on your laptop, and I will call you. It, it's it's up, and it, I don't know what you mean running. It, yeah, the app well, is up. Okay, the <laughs> app is up. That way, it can answer. So um, give me a second. Let me hang up here, and I'll get the and I'll call you. Okay. Bye. Hola. Aha. Okay. I swear to God. It's a mess, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like looking at this this list of like Jack Brinker guest. When I dial that, your iPad rings. I have one called Jack Brinker laptop, which apparently you and I were talking on the laptop now. But when I call that one, I get no answer because that account, you don't have a, a device logged in that way. You call me and now it's just Jack Brinker. And, and if I scroll down, I've got three more accounts for you. I've got like Jack Brinker uh, Mini, Jack Guest. It, it's like, dear, I, I don't know how you have so many Skype accounts. I don't either. I, I never, I, I never I knew what my account's names are. Well, that's you know, the problem. You that, identify who you well, are. I identify it on my end. So when you, you call, I, I just see that you're calling. And so I then give it a name if you haven't named yourself. But usually, I try to identify which device it is so I can tell what's going on. But I, I'm giving up on that even anymore because it seems like about half the time when you log into Skype, you just create a new account. <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't understand how you could have five different Skype accounts. It just, it's mind-boggling. I have one. Well, well <laughs> when I first brought this up, I was searching in the wrong place, and so I ended up on YouTube with how to use Skype. <laughs> Maybe I ought to go listen to that and figure yeah. out how the hell this thing works. Because uh, well, what you need, what you need to do is figure out how to log into one of your accounts. Remember the password for it, and then log into all your devices on that account. Now, well, you, or, or maybe do a search on how to delete Skype accounts so that you don't have so many. <laughs> okay, they probably don't use the term account. They, I don't see anything on here that identifies who I am. To myself, even who? How do I know mm-hmm. what I'm? You know who I am. Okay, in online. my Skype window, top left-hand corner, I it, it has my name, and it says Todd Brinker. Yes, and, and it has my, and, and mine, I see my picture. 
And in mine, it does. It's over a thing that probably would be, be my picture. But it's got a JB and a circle, and it does say Jack Brinker under that. Right. So I guess I guess that's what I'm on, Jack Brinker, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah, but I have one that has a pic. You, you took a picture of yourself sitting on the couch. I did. Yeah, and so I have one that has uh, one of your accounts has your picture on it. Most of them just have the little circle with the initials, whether it's JB or in one case, it's called Jack Guest because it's your guest. I, I set up as a guest account to test something when you and I were calling one time and I told you to make a new one. And so you did. So I've got a JG and a JB and a, like I said, I've got dozens of them and I'm not sure how to, what to do with that. So I think we ought to, you ought to delete all of them and we'll just start over and we'll just use this one, you know, I'll call you and that's the only thing you'll have because what, whatever you have is wrong. It's got stuff you don't, that's getting in the way of fixing it. So just kill every account you've got and let me call you. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Is that the way to do it? Here's the thing. I can, I can kill my, I, I can delete things out of the list of people who have called me recently. And so I won't see some of your older accounts that way, but and if you call me, that's fine. But I have no idea. I just look at that list and click on one to call you back. But literally, the last three calls that I have are from three different Jack Brinker accounts. So you have to clean up and and go into Skype and delete old accounts. But the problem is you can't do that if you don't know the passwords to your old accounts, which we've run into that problem before where you couldn't couldn't log into an account because oh. you couldn't remember what your password was. But you have created multiple Skype accounts. I, I don't remember any of them. I know. That's why you make a new one every time. <laughs> uh, so, I know you don't remember. That's the problem. <laughs> All I see on here are audio and video settings, hold the call, turn on off. You know, it's just take snapshots. I don't know. Just you can click different places and you get stuff, but nothing ever tells me that I'm on a certain account other than, I guess, Jack Brinker over here. Well, That's most people means. figure when you log in, you would know. And I think most people don't have more than one or maybe at the most, they would have a work account and a private account, but you know, I, oh, I attachment. yeah, one I image. just sent you a link on how to delete a, a, a Skype account. But the problem is, is I'm almost certain it's going to require that you log into the account and then, then, then go to some menu that says, delete this account. And if you don't remember, all of the accounts and the names of the accounts and which devices they were made on, you know, uh, I would almost say at some point, it's probably best for you to just go delete your Skype accounts on every single device and then start over with one and I'll delete them all out of my list. Then we'll just go with that one. But that's not something we're going to do while we're sitting here talking today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, because okay. it's so much fun. But, uh, oh, there we go. Get rid of some echo. <laughs> I realized that while we were talking, I had my um, my studio speakers on. And so I was there was like this weird little echo in my ear. I couldn't figure out what it was. It's like, oh, yeah, my mic is picking up my speakers, and it's looping, 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 looping. <laughs> I forgot to, to uh, there we go. I heard myself echo in the background. Yeah. Is it gone now? Yeah, it's gone now. Yeah, that's what it was. It was my uh, my studio monitors. I usually mute them before we start, and I didn't. 
So I'm glad I fixed that because it would be picked up okay. on the recording. So, all right. Well, let me hit the start music. Um, we've got a few things to talk about here that we downloaded going back a few days, although not all of it is uh, necessarily tech. We don't have a whole lot of tech listed here. No. Uh, so, But you uh, can also talk about your new TV, which you didn't have when we last recorded. Well, so. that, that's kind of what I thought I would uh, yeah. go over most. Yeah, and I had sent you a link, uh, I guess, on Sunday showing that you get three months of Apple TV for free. Yes, I know that. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. I, I don't know when it starts or just how I claim that, but I've, I have to figure that out. Yeah. Well, probably could read the Mac Daily News article I sent you. <laughs> It'd probably tell, <laughs> probably tell you how. All right, let's start this. Ready? It's that time again. Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I am joined by my dad, Jack. How are you today? I am doing fine. We I record on so a Tuesday this time, so we're a, a day behind our normal schedule. You were getting... And I'm so happy that I have a new TV. Yeah. That such a great picture that I've watched more TV in the last week. I had this TV. <laughs> like, I don't and care I, if it's a crap show. I just want to watch it because it looks so good. <laughs> uh, well, and the other thing that really uh, uh, happened is that now I have suddenly had a critical eye for what makes the quality of a picture mm -hmm. that I hadn't thought about before. And I was in a restaurant with all these screens around, mm -hmm. and all of them looked so ordinary. Yeah. I'll tell you, when you have... The quality of this thing is just so attractive. Yeah. And I was telling your sister and her husband, who really, he has to have the biggest and the best. So he was right. really inquisitive. What kind of screen is this? And I, right. First of all, OLED. Well, he doesn't have OLED. Right. So, you know, and I yeah. said, well, you don't have the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, well OLED, OLED, I mean, it, the best in some ways. I mean, there's things to, to, to verify. I mean, like OLED definitely gets um, a better representation of the blacks on the screen than yeah. most of the uh, LED-based systems. Um, uh, micro LED, which is just starting to kind of come out there, basically has independent backlights for each each pixel. Um, uh, is actually sort of the, the the bleeding edge, and that's what they did with the the newest 12-inch um, iPad as well. The th the downside of OLED is that there, if you leave something up on the screen for long periods of time, they've had issues with burn-in, um, and um, uh, there is some smearing in that the screen doesn't um, uh, refresh as quickly. But they've addressed a lot of that with the latest versions of everything. The TV oh. you've got is just is top of the line in that arena because LG is the leader. And just for everybody to know, you've got the LG uh, G2 series OLED, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and it's, you got the 65 inch, which, you know, I mean, there's bigger TVs to be had, but you came from a 55 inch. So it's 10 inches bigger diagonally, as well as being brighter and better blacks. And you went from a 1080p to a 4K 
uh, and the HDR now gives you a much wider color gamut. So um, it's like night and day, I'm sure, for you. Yes, it, it, it was a big upgrade for me, but the fact mm -hmm. is, is that I have never seen another television at, uh, prior to this that compares. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just as superior. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's so much, though, that you get excited about it, especially when it goes into gallery mode, which mm -hmm. is when what it does, it, well, you have to, you can turn this thing on or off, depends on settings. Sure. But I have it such that when I push the off power button, just in the, with the, with the, um, that TV's controller. Now I can also turn off the television from my, uh, from my AT and T cable system, mm -hmm. and there it just always goes totally off. Mm -hmm. you know? But if I use my uh, the LG remote, LG remote, and I turn it the first time you put it off, it, it I forgot what the, they call the name, but it doesn't make much sense to me. But it's some ready mode. Mm -hmm. but what that really means is that you can preset what it does. It's ready to do something else which is, in my case, is the gallery. Right. Now, now it, it gallery can... mode on the LG TV, for those listening, is the equivalent of the uh, frame TVs in that Samsung has been selling for a while. And the Samsungs are more famous but uh, for that, or at least they've marketed the name more. But basically, that is, is when it's turned off, it then becomes a piece of art on your screen, on your wall. Yeah. And uh, anyway, when Brian and Haley were here, and I went to that mode. Mm -hmm. That's where it really shows it off because right now, given the cable system that I have, I really don't have 4K TV. Right. It's a 4K receiver, but the, the, the signals aren't 4K. Mm -hmm. Now, what I talked to the guy about that set it up is that I want to get an antenna put mm -hmm. somewhere up in my attic, wherever, and mm -hmm. I made buy an in-room small one just so I don't have to have, uh, so I can have an easier installation. But right. I'm, over the air, you can get 100% uh, 4K TV from the five channels in my area. Right. Okay. And that's every show. That's not, you know, just a show at a time. Mm -hmm. that's everything they broadcast is right. 4K. Now, assuming, I guess... Well, that they're broadcasting are, in 4K. That doesn't mean all of their content was mastered in 4K. That's right. So, like yeah. your live stuff will be 4K, like your local news, and then football games have been in 4K, and you know, and, and baseball, a lot of sports stuff has been 4K for a while. But if you're watching right. a movie, that may not be a 4K movie. But the we, thing that is 4K assured right. is when I go to the gallery, the stuff that they mm -hmm. have in there are all the 4K, or all the pictures are in 4K. Yeah, you know what else is 4K? Use your Apple TV if you've got the 4K Apple TV. <laughs> Haven't done, haven't had time to do that yet. I've been so busy I don't have that. Oh okay, come on! Does, so, don't have time. Click 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 done. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or even better, drive to your local Best Buy and <laughs> and, and just walk or walk in or ride your scooter in and uh, and say gimme. <laughs> right. So so anyway, that's that's really the thing I intended to have before I even looked at it the first time. But right. It's. One thing after another. We're in that yeah. season. And besides that, we've got a house guest now. Your your niece right. uh, is out there putting the tea, tree up with uh, mom now. Yeah. And so she's been really handy in terms of helping us get things sure. done. Sure. Well, it's always good to see her. Reagan so. I'm talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I anyway. know who's there. I um, uh, When you were um, uh, 
talking about uh, when we when we postponed from yesterday to today. You had mentioned, and I had forgotten that she was going to be out there, but that reminded me that because I, I knew because I was uh, my daughter had said she was coming to visit, so I well, knew she un- was out there. And the unfortunate thing about the last night's farewell dinner for her was that she and and uh, Katie didn't make it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they no. got stuck in traffic in Charlotte yesterday, oh. and the real pro- reason that they didn't make it was because Haley had a commitment. To, to leave at a certain time, 7.15, to take the bo- uh, Noah or one mm-hmm. of the boys over to uh, uh, an event. Uh-huh. And so she wasn't going to be around if they, you know, and they said they were going to be 25 minutes late when they called. And so that mm-hmm. kind of poo-pooed the whole deal because of that. And they did they wouldn't have made it even then because by the time we got done, got home, they still weren't at our place. They didn't show up here for about an hour. Mm-hmm. So I think they knew that you know, they gave it up and they were coming to our house and we had the food, you know. Yeah. We just uh, arrived here very much later. So whatever. Traffic, traffic will do that to you. Yeah. Oh, and it was horrible last night. Just going from here out to uh, Brian Haley's. Now, we hadn't done that. I, I hadn't. It hadn't occurred to me that every time we go out there, it's on a weekend. Well, this was mm-hmm. a weeknight traffic and good Lord. Yeah. I'm sure glad I don't have to. A lot of people commuting from from north of the city where you live down to the city and back and forth, and so those roads are pretty nasty at the well time the, of day. And the road all the way out to their place is solid cars going both ways. Yeah, I mean it's people come off from one freeway or another and get onto that and go the other way. So, you know, it was it was awful. I I felt sorry for the people that were coming up to. Uh, stop signs, not stop lights, mm-hmm. and trying to get through on that traffic, especially trying to make a left turn. Because I bet they sat there for an hour waiting yeah. for a gap. Uh, you know, it it was impossible. So, anyway, uh, regarding the tech of this TV, uh, the the uh, the beauty of this thing is that it's got so many features that I can't even begin to tell you because I haven't gone through all of them in order to uh, to, to really appreciate all the things that it'll do. Yeah. Uh, one is j- just about anybody who provides, on uh, every brand name like uh, uh, the movie channel, I can't even remember, think of that. Uh, HBO, Netflix, Netflix. Netflix, Hulu, uh, you, you name it, those things are already built in, all, all the apps for everybody right. yeah. popular. In Virtually yeah. all smart TVs have that built in these days. And, and yeah. you know, they, they're reasonably well. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not sure. I, you may not realize I have a, an LG. It, mine is not their OLED TV, but I have a, a 4K LG television set. So the interface is going to be almost identical. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and that—that's the interface that they actually bought from the 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 handspring guys. That's the or or the uh, uh, the the card interface that they did the uh, what they call it web web OS interface that LG well, per- purchased right. from the guys who who started Palm Pilot. Oh, is they, that right? They developed yeah. that operating system. Yeah. Oh yeah, now, I knew I'd heard that name before. Yeah. I don't know where web OS ends though, and and the rest of all, all this begins. Yeah. There, well, I, I are... think the interface with the little cards along the bottom and stuff, that's 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 
WebOS is how you interact with the television set. But they don't call well, it WebOS anymore. They just call it, you know, LG TVs. Uh, I'll tell you, when you merge together a cable system, which we still have from right. AT&T, with this thing, it can be very confusing as to where you are at any given time and decide, in order to decide what it is you have to do to change things. Right. That's the, that's the biggest issue, as I see big, these things. When you get too many features, it gets complex in terms of how to operate it. Right. And That's so, why I, I either have it on H in my t- on my television HDMI one that input is through Directv and when it's in HDMI one you use the Directv remote to do everything yeah. and if you want to watch anything else we don't use any of the smart TV features we then switch it to HDMI two and I use the Apple TV to do everything else all my streaming and all that stuff I do still have a uh, a blue uh, Blu-ray player attached because I do have a bunch of Blu-rays, but I seldom use those anymore. You know, mm-hmm. to have to get up and put a plastic disc in a machine, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I have uh, uh, my my old TV's uh, disc player is I think he plugged it in. I haven't tried this yet, Yeah, but it's, it's an LG model and I'm assuming that if I put a DVD in there, it'll play it. Yeah. Uh, but but I haven't done it. There's just too many things to try. And uh, anyway, one of the things that I find as, as a general feature, because I've, I've spent a lot of time on uh, YouTube, is the fact that it's built in right to the set. And uh-huh. with the beautiful picture, some of these YouTube things are absolutely amazing. Now, obviously, all of this is streaming, and, and obviously, much of it is 4K. It's just as a quality picture. Uh, more so than I get over from AT&T, because I know AT&T is not 4K, and its picture isn't as good as what I get from YouTube. Right. In most cases. Yeah. Now, my TV, when I get a piece of, of 4K HDR content up in the right corner, it'll it'll like pop up and say HDR for a second, and then it'll fade out, so that I know that, that I am actually watching content that is 4K. Are you seeing that? I haven't noticed it yet. I, I, I like that kind of an indicator, but and I yeah. expect probably there. But, but it's just it's it's going to take a long time to absorb yeah. uh, all of, all of this stuff. You know, only by use do you really remember and know, you know, how well it works. Right. Uh, one of the things I'm kind of anxious to do also is to talk to it. Now I know that's not going to work with my AT and T stuff. You know, it's it's only going to work with the stuff that has the LG LG mm-hmm. uh, lo- already loaded programs, such as uh, for the uh, movies, uh, and uh, you know, if, if you subscribe to one of those services, right? Uh, they've integrated them in in ways that that the uh, uh, AT and T system is not integrated. You know, and mm-hmm. by that I mean there's. Uh, obviously a way where I can go with the voice and say uh, probably load CBS or something like that because they have CBS, ABC, uh, uh, NBC channels, okay, on the TV already. Mm -hmm. And and so I'm assuming those are just, uh, and and maybe they are already 4K. I'm not sure. But I, I need to study that because it's going to be an investment for me to take advantage of over-the-air broadcasts, which I know are 4K uh, in my community. And there are five of those. 
Yeah. And so I, I don't want to put, you know, hundreds of dollars in because it's actually going to cost me to install that antenna somewhere unless it's a small in-room TV, and then it might not be good enough to get the channels, you know, that I need. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, when I talked to the guy about that, he said, well, they come in all different sizes. And, and uh, well, I said, but I need to assure I'm, I'm interested in performance over size. I've got plenty of room in the attic, but then it's a difficult problem of connecting it from up there unless there's some kind of electronic signal that I can amplify and send it down here so it's you know, I can get it into the TV. Right. And and he, did, he didn't seem to indicate that there was one. I was waiting for a response saying, oh, yeah, you need to use this or that. He didn't say that. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'm going to have to ask more questions directly to somebody in the store maybe before I pull the trigger on some of this. Yeah. Be, uh, the first thing is I'd like to be able to, like you said, uh, know that what I'm watching is in fact 4K. And if I can get all of the local networks uh, streaming in 4K, why do I care about the local stuff? Because it's just more, you know, another thing to deal with. Well, you can get local news too there. So you might want that as an access. Whereas the streaming, well, I take that back. When you do the streaming stuff, when you set up your streamer, it wants to, it, it asks you to tell you where it's at. Because then it'll that it'll actually feed you your local news channels and stuff. Because you can, when you go to like um, uh, Peacock is NBC's streaming now. Um, If you go to Peacock, one of the things you can do in addition to watching you know back episodes of whatever is live what's showing right now. And so when you when you first set up that that app on your TV or on your on your um, you know Apple TV or however you want to do it, it will say. uh, you know, where are you so that it knows which local feed to send to you? Uh, I just sent you a link. And the reason I, I just saw that, I was wondering, okay, tell me why. Well, the reason I did was because I happened to have up on my, on my uh, messages app, the link that you sent me showing me the TV you were getting. Right. And so I yeah. went and, and I wanted to click on a link to see different pictures of it. And of course, you know, you sent me a screenshot. I can't click on the link because it doesn't work. So I said, well, let me just call it up in the Best Buy app so I could look at the different right. information from the TV. And I noticed it's $200 less. Yes, I see that. And I was going to ask why, you know, when do you did this? Probably I literally just did it. So you might check now. It, it is localized to my television or to my to my local uh best buy so the closest store to me well it says the closest store is tustin which is not true um but uh i'm i'm saying if you can look it up and 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 you can show proof that they're now selling it for less than you just bought it i believe they're they are legally required to pay you the difference or take the tv back yeah yeah i think they have a price guarantee I i i believe they probably do uh, the only question, like you say, is whether that's a, local to the store or somewhere else. I'll have to check. Yeah, that's what I say. You, you should buy. check check your Best Buy price, and uh, and uh, figure out what's going on because. I'm, and I'm sure the store in California isn't going to send it here for free. You know. No, no, no. What's <laughs> what, what's your zip code again? Two eight. Two eight oh seven eight. No. Oh. Yeah. Two eight two eight oh seven eight. Seven eight. Okay, so I'm just going to update my store and say, 
Okay. Charlotte North Lake is the nearest store to you? Yeah. Okay. So make that my store. Okay. And now go find. Yeah. It's showing it at the at at the uh the 19.99 price. It at is. the as at the Charlotte North Lake store. Well, I'll have to just give them a call. Yeah. Say hey. Wow. It was worth $200 to me to talk to you today. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I should get half that. I'll be waiting for the check. <laughs> what what did what did yeah, sure. What did you think of that uh picture I sent you of of the TV in our living room. Doesn't doesn't it really just pop out of the picture almost? Oh yeah. I mean it 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 looks like uh you know like it's glowing on the window. I mean it just it's you know, it, I mean and it's always and it's always that way no matter how bright the room is. Yeah. It is amazing. It is that's the difference between this screen or one of the major differences. And of course, I think what what I the picture that I showed you is one out of the gallery. That was the more impressive because mm-hmm. it's got all the flowers with the colors and all that, you know. And so, uh, anyway, it's uh, I'm I'm always amazed when it first comes on. Even I've never seen, you know, I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. about this this television, like I've never been excited before about the TV. It's just it's so phenomenal. I said, how did they do that? Now, the other thing that I'm really glad is that I had somebody else install it for me because the guy told me these TVs are extremely fragile. I mean, you don't even hang on to them in certain places because you can very easily break the screen. It's, that's what he told me. Now, I did, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> but he had another guy come in so that when they went to put it up there on the, the thing that he had mounted to the wall, there's a little mount that comes to it that's recessed in the back of the screen so it's not today pushed back against the wall as tightly as it could be right i think mostly because he didn't want to risk pushing on that screen anywhere right in order to get it back uh so it stands out about the same depth as those pictures we have next to it mm-hmm. uh, which is fine that doesn't really matter to me yeah but it, it it's a little makes me a little leery of even putting i have another thing where i could get the sound out using a, a fiber optic connector. Right. I'm almost afraid to go in there to plug a fiber optic uh, thing in to get the sound out. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be moving it around much. Absolutely. You know, that said, you know, I mean, it's, they can't be so fragile that, you know, they couldn't sell successfully sell something that was so fragile, you know, that touching it would cause problems. So, you know, well, that's true, but they do have installation instructions come with it, and they warn mm-hmm. you a lot about all of this stuff. Uh, and I watched him unpack it. He had a certain procedure that he went through and had another guy who was an assistant stop by when the time came so that the two of them could handle this as it needed to be handled in order yeah. to get it just to get the little knobs that are on the back of the screen into this uh, mount that they had already right. put on there. Right. And then it, once they sat it in there it just fell down into the little groove that holds it in yeah yeah you, know? you want to kind of buddy lift it up there and make sure that no, you're not torquing the screen at all well you know and that's part of it is they're making these things and especially the ones that that are that uh do the frame type of thing the 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 you know because they they want them to be thin they want them to look like a picture hanging on the wall 
And so yeah. um, they, uh, you know, they're, they're, the thinner you get it, the more you have problems with rigidity, right? It's like yeah, uh, compared to the old sets, the old sets that had a nice strong frame behind it, this, this is a whole different world. Mm -hmm. I'm sure glad that I had, because of my handicap, I had to hire somebody to do it. Yeah. Uh, but if I'd have tried it, I'd have probably broken the darn thing and thrown away a few thousand dollars, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, you know, you, you basically hire the, the people from the people who sold you the TV to come out and install it. And so it's like if there's a problem with it and they mess it up, they take it back and bring you a new one. But but that's the message I'm trying to give to our audience. Right. You've got to really be aware of the fact that these aren't the same as the old TVs mm -hmm. in order in order to get the nice thin screen. That, that, yeah. Uh, and well, and that's particularly the instance with the uh, with the frame TVs, like the ones that you um, uh, yeah. that you got. That you know, again, they they serve as a uh, as a piece of artwork. Yeah. Now the other thing that I I want to say is that I uh, was a little leery as to you know when he, uh, as to how the sound out of this TV comes. It's not as as good as uh, a professional uh, sound box. Okay, it's, it doesn't, not the kind of improvement that the video has, you know, that the display has, but it was not bad. It was surprisingly good. And so uh, I'm not so sure that I'm going to, uh, you know, put an external sound system with it. I, if, if I can get the, the, op, um, the biggest concern I told you about was just plugging in this optical lead. Right. That, the rest of it's a piece of cake. Yeah. But it all, it does have the system built in there for uh, multi uh, transmission to uh, wireless transmission to these this other speaker standard. So there's no plug-in required. Right. If I buy the right kind of speaker system with the same feature mm -hmm. that this TV has, then I can have 11 channels wireless. Now I don't know where they ever come up with 11 channels, but that's apparently the max today. It used to be seven or five, you know. Mm -hmm. They just keep adding more. But, but I, I think it's just to give you a theater sound. If you have multiple speakers along the side on the way back into a theater, you know, it, cover, it covers everything. Right. But uh, anyway, with that feature built into the thing, I don't think I will bother to try this optic thing. I might just decide to, to price out what a good uh, audio system uh, mm -hmm would would be and and uh, get a brand new set of audio speakers to go with it because yeah. it's all it's all wireless you don't have but you still have to power them that's the, that's the downside of this well so, you got to plug it i mean so the speakers have to plug in somewhere yeah i was going to say it's not reasonable to expect that they would be, an amplifier would run without being plugged in somewhere you know right. and and they're just building the amplifier into the speakers now i have a um uh an like I said, my TV's LG. I have an LG soundbar with a, um, it's got a, a separate woofer, and then it's got rear channel, two small speakers that sit in the back. And the two small speakers uh, talk to the woofer wirelessly. Right. And the woofer is plugged into the back of the soundbar, as well as the wall, obviously, to get power. But uh, So it gets its signal directly through the soundbar, but then it sends the the back channel, so I didn't have to run wires, you know, behind me. That's right. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I, the way most of them are. 
I think so too. And and quite honestly, uh, and, and that's what I listen to when I'm listening to um, you know regular television or anything over the Directv feed. If I go to Apple TV, the default is use the uh, two HomePods as a as a stereo pair in uh, for my sound. I can switch it over to the uh, to the uh, five channel because um, with the sound bar and the woofer, I basically have. Well, actually, I've got like seven channels sound because there's a center channel, a right and a left in the sound bar. There's the woofer, and the two in the back. So I guess that's what six channel, five channel. I don't know. I'm I'm losing the mouth, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, they honestly they sound very similar. Um, the the quality of the sound. I will say that there are times when I am sitting there and. I will like I don't always sit right in front of the TV. I sometimes sit to the side and I will be hearing things out of my left ear and keep looking back there to see what the heck is that that's something moving back there and I realize oh wait a minute it's the back channel speakers you know adding something to the to the sound stage. <laughs> You're like oh yeah. Yeah. I almost find that uh, um uh, uh, ir- uh not irritating but uh uh it's it's almost as disruptive as it is immersive, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the description of the television and I'm kind of suspecting that this thing they call an a nine gen five AI processor for 4k. It's a dynamic adjustment of the picture to improve the quality based on what you're specifically watching. So there's Mm -hmm. some kind of AI capability to tune the picture on a dynamic manner as you're watching to give you the best, Best possible quality, yeah. and and I I have a strong suspicion that that contributes a whole lot to what what I'm seeing, and that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, no, it's possible. I'll tell you what though, there's a, there's a feature that's been built into TVs for a while that um, a lot of of the um, uh, purists will say you should just turn on, and that is it basically turns off all of that stuff, and it's a, and it's it's called um, movie mode. Um, and by putting it in movie mode, you're basically saying display the colors on the screen the way that they were encoded by the people who made the movie. In, in other words, don't try to enhance them. Don't try to make things brighter or, or you know, more, yeah. more uh, you know, impressive to me. Show them the way they were designed. <laughs> and so there's a lot yeah. of people who say just set that mode and, and don't turn it off. <laughs> um, wow. I have played with mine, and I I actually ended up leaving it in movie mode. But what it does is um, it does tend to make the um, the um, some of the in- color intensity a little less. Like the 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 yeah. dynamic, the AI has been set up to make things look a little more intense. And in fact, what a lot of people would say is, you know, when you see a TV in the store. Uh, you don't want to ever really set it up that way because they're overdriving all the colors in that store environment to make things look like, you know, really pop. And when you sit down at home, those look don't look natural. You know, so the question oh. is, do you want it to look natural or do you want it to look really, really super contrasty because that's impressive? You know, and that's just a taste thing. Well, yeah, the, the one thing that I was a little bit unhappy after the fact that I uh, it was my own fault, but the guy he he set it up for me, and he went through that so fast. He, it's just all automatic with him, right? Uh, with his with a controller in his hands, and 
And in less than a minute, he had redone a half dozen settings on there. And I wish I had just said, whoa, every one of these, tell me what you're doing and why. Right. Yeah, slow down. You know? so, what that you... I was, so that I would know, you know? Yeah, he's setting it up the way that he thinks it's right or the way somebody has told him this is the right way to set it up. But you may or may not agree with that. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's when I remember when they when we um, switched to our current set of of uh, uh, direct TV receivers, the guy went through and set things up and he was hitting buttons on that remote like like his hands were a blur. He looked like a, you know, like a, a teenager sending texts. It was like, right. and I'm like, holy, whoa, whoa, stop. What? <laughs> what are you setting up? <laughs> How do I do that when you're not here is basically what I was trying to get to. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, what the other thing on, on here that says the OLED Evo models? Now, that's what I have, and I don't right. know what that EVO means, but it says it's brighter than similarly sized conventional LG OLED models, not including, and that's a forty-two mm-hmm. or forty-eight inch C two. Right. So. Uh, but I, I have a bigger one, so it's, it is included. Right. So that, that's well, probably e- what's Evo is just that Evo is their marketing name for the next version. Is their evolution, right? So it's their next version of of uh, OLED panel, and they that's what they call it. And so it's just it's a more advanced OLED panel than what their previous OLED was. And so they're saying it's brighter and more contrasty. Anyway, there's a. It's difficult to understand a lot of this stuff without spending extensive time studying it, and there's a lot of words that have meaning, and unless you know what that means, it's. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of jargon when talking about television sets, and you really have to, you know, almost look up the words while you're reading stuff to be able to understand what it is you're reading. So. And and, and another thing, back you know, in addition to free Apple TV is. Fubo TV, free for 30, mm-hmm. 30 days. Free Apple, t- Apple TV Plus, just to clarify. You don't get a free Apple TV. Oh. You get free Apple TV Plus, which is the service, not the device. I hate that Apple names it that way, by the way. <laughs> don't you? I mean, it's Apple yeah. TV, Apple TV Plus. One of them is a device. One of them is a service. You know, I like, think really? the problem is marketing people get in the way sometimes of, yeah. of making, talking clearly. They don't. They just want something to sound good. Right. They don't care, you know, whether you really understand it or not. Yeah. Anyway, this Fubo thing, it says watch live TV when you want, where you want, for less than the cost of cable. Right. 100 plus top channels to choose from. Stream all sports, mm-hmm. movies, whatever, news. Yeah, I've so read about that. Fubo it's is. it's basically a, a, a uh, you know, uh, internet-based cable, basically, is what it is. And... Yeah. They do that. You know, YouTube actually has YouTube Red, which is the same thing. I think it's called Red. Um, and uh, Amazon does that. In fact, uh, my brother, that's how he gets his, his regular television. They don't have, they don't use, uh, they either use an over-the-air antenna or they've got Amazon. And a- that they pay for that extra Amazon to get, like, what would be considered, like, basic cable. So they get all the, like, the cable shows that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 
instead of putting well, up an antenna. And there's, you know, a lot of places that you live these days, um, and, and especially if you're in apartments and stuff, there's no way to put up an antenna. And so you need either cable or uh, a streaming service that provides you the same kinds of things. And so there's, there's a variety of companies that provide that, and FUBU is one of them. Well, anyway, this, this installer had just came here from Florida, mm-hmm. and he said, he said he wouldn't recommend uh, cable TV to anyone with, with two exceptions. One is YouTube TV, which is Google Wire or uh-huh. Google Cable. Uh, and uh, God, I forgot what he called the other one now. Uh, uh, if I think of it, I'll bring it up. But mm-hmm. but anyway, there's one called Tubi. Uh, both the, these people, these these two channels are are basically 4K systems. They're designed mm-hmm. from the get-go to be 4K, and all the boxes are cable. That's he says the real problem with you uh, uh, AT and T and others like them. He says is I can take tell you by just looking at your box. That's about a 10-year-old box. No way is it 4K. You know? Right. Yeah. This is it. It's not. It's not designed for 4K. <laughs> so it says the cable has its capability of doing it, but you just don't. You got to have 4K boxes, and, they, yeah. and that's the benefit of going with this other one, the YouTube mm-hmm. or uh, whatever, because basically you're buying with either one of them. You're using Google cable systems. Yeah. Well, it's it's basically an over-the-air. I mean, YouTube is owned by Google, but it's an over-the-air version of cable of a cable service or not over the air but over the internet as opposed to uh directly over the internet yeah yeah but it's but it's a four total 4k path right get the get the right box on the end Mm -hmm. and and, and now you know i don't know if if i haven't called att yet to see what kind of 4k service they have and what they've Mm -hmm. charged for it I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm going to do because I, I'm either going I'm going to go to you this YouTube thing or to uh, some other thing. Maybe this Fubo. You know, I, I'm I'm just need to find the time to research this stuff to figure out which way to go. Yeah. But but with now now with a cat a TV that's capable of doing this stuff, why why settle for less? You know, <laughs> it's a it's a system that matters. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, you know, it's like you've got to be 4K capable at every juncture along the way. Right. So, you know, they've got to be sending a signal. They've got to actually have 4K content because they can send a signal but not have 4K content, um, you know, and then uh, you've got to have the, the correct box to capture that and then the correct TV to display that. And you have to have the right HDMI cable attaching them because if you get a lesser HDMI cable, it won't support 4K. That's right. Yep. And, of course, none of that is explained clearly anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Another thing is this came with what's called a Magix remote. And what that really amounts to is it's combined. uh, What I previously had from LG was uh, a regular button remote and a pointer remote. Okay? Right. the, ma- the magic remote combines the two so that it has a pointer, but and and so what that does is it means that I've got to remember that I've got this magic remote in my hand because mm-hmm. sometimes I will pick up the remote and just kind of keep it there 
and my finger just naturally comes down on that little OK button in the middle. Well, as soon as you get your finger close to that, mm-hmm. I don't even not sure you even need to touch it. It becomes a, a magic and it puts that pointer on the screen so that you're in pointer mode. Yeah. You know, because that's what you, how you select it once you get the pointer in the right yeah. place. And the first time I did that, I didn't even know the pointer was there. And I changed channels on me. What did I do? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm not fond of the pointer remotes. I had that with my previous Samsung and my new LG has, or my more recent LG has that as well. And I don't, I turned it off. I don't use it. I don't like the pointer remote. I, I don't yeah. want to. I, I, I'd, I'd rather use the, you know, click right, left, or scan right, swipe right, left with that kind of interface. Yeah. Personally. Well, I, you know, I, I may, I may end up doing that because I, I'm too often making mistakes, not realizing that, you know, what mode I'm in. Yeah. And uh, it just, it just pops up, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at the remote you have, and it's functionally, it looks the same as the one that I have. Um, it looks like they've squared off the the case a little bit differently now than from what it was with the one that I have, and I think at the bottom yours has like uh, f- four, six um, like pre-designed pre-programmed right to right. take you like Netflix and stuff. Mine has four, I think. Um, I think I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not you know I'm, I'm doing this from memory, but yeah, it's like my my mine is a little bit more ovoid shape instead of squared off at the corners. And and has I think one row less of buttons at the bottom. Uh, well, part of it is is you've got uh, the last two buttons. That's why I don't have that because your bottom left button is the uh, call is uh, the Google Assistant, and the bottom right button is Alexa. And I don't use either right. of those. Yeah. And I you know so I I don't you know don't want those. So I, I only use the. Well, I should say I don't use. I actually do have a Google Assistant in the house. Um, I use the Siri for uh, with my HomePods for most stuff, and mm-hmm. um, and then for things like if you have a question about something you saw on television or just some random thing, the Google the Google Assistant is so much better at just like random. You know, if if I ask a question of Siri, more often than not, what I get is. I found something for you. You could check out this link on your phone. Whereas Google just reads yeah. me the first couple lines on the Wikipedia page, you know, and that's what I wanted. Yeah. I just wanted to know, you know, you know, uh-huh. who is so-and-so married well, to, or well, how old is what's their name or, you know, that kind of thing. If you're watching television or, you know, when was this book written or that kind of thing, you know, the Google will look it up and tell you, you know, if I wanted yeah, to pick anyway, up my phone mic- and look it up, I would have picked up my phone in the first place. The little hole for the microphone is right at the top of the remote, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how more and more have done that. I have uh, here in my uh, in my office, I have a uh, Roku. Well, actually, I've got two Roku TVs, but uh, I've got the Roku remote that you can do the voice-activated thing. You know, I think Apple was the first one that I was aware of that really did that successfully, but now it seems to be integrated into everything, the voice remotes. Um, that really does make finding things better. You know, if you know the name or the name of an actor or something, you can just yeah. quickly say that and, and it'll then show you, you know, the search matches for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're looking for a show or a movie or, or, you know, things done by Donald Sutherland or something like that, you can do that. And I don't know why I randomly picked Donald Sutherland, but I did. 
I'm on a, a page here that says for the different uh, diagonal dimensions, whether it's a small, medium, large, or extra large TV. And a 65 inch is considered the large. I guess the extra large are the 75 and 85 or something. Yeah. Like Probably 55 fits in large as well. It's nuts these days how big they've gotten, though, isn't it? Yeah. Brian's getting the 85 for his new house. You see, yeah. Now, he doesn't have a theater. But, and he's, he's not going, going for the 97-inch. Big, The best buy, the largest TV they sell is 97-inch. Well, he said 85. I, I don't know. <laughs> so the, uh, the LG 97-inch G2 Series OLED, the same series you have at 97 inches, is only $24,999.99. Well, I'll have to send him a copy of that page. He'll surely want that. <laughs> you want the biggest, the best, and you can get it <laughs> at 97 inches. Holy moly. They actually have an 83, an 86, and an 88-inch version of it as well. Mm-hmm. So you can, like, inch it up depending on how large the space you have created in your in your custom home, I wonder, like, how, if you drop from 97 to 88, it's the same price. Yeah. They didn't change the price at all. Huh. Oh, uh, the 97-inch also goes to 8K instead of just 4K. Now, oh. there is literally you, no you 8K, 8K right. material available to watch on this thing. But <laughs> Well, see, that's the problem. 4K was adequate for the 55 and 65, but... Once you go above that, I think they they really want you to have 8K. Somebody's figured that out. Yeah, I, I I don't. I'll think tell so. Brian. He, you know, well, I, I'll bet you because that's an extra large and the pixels. You know, yeah, are but I'm, to I'm I I think I'm not disagreeing that there are 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 uh, there's a size cutoff on that, but there's quite a few. 75 inch 4k tvs that you can buy that i think are, are you know completely well, fine at that size but you know so all i'm saying is i don't think the cutoff is at 65 inch i think it's it's higher than that with the 4k you know i mean you can if, if you're not going oled you can get a 4k 75 inch tv for five or six hundred dollars now yeah. um i mean it's just you know it's it's yeah i know it's 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 astounding what you can get. I remember when uh, I got a TV with a, th- a house, and part of the deal was you got a 32-inch television. Now, this was still a tube television that weighed, you know, <laughs> 150 pounds. But they had, like, an alcove built in the in the den. Um, and that was something. Yep. yep. Mm. Well, anyway, and, and by the way, this mine does have that 120 refresh rate, too. I, I think that makes a difference. Yeah. Especially where you got fast moving stuff like sports. And yeah. So you don't get that blur, that smear that I was talking about that, uh, you know, that some OLEDs are, are prone to by getting a faster refresh rate, you solve that problem. Yeah. So that's why Apple's actually gone to that with even on their iPads and stuff, because you don't think about fast moving things, but the thing that they did it for was when people are writing, when you use the Apple pencil on the device Mm-hmm. In order for the drawing to keep up with your hand as it writes across, so that it doesn't look uh, like it's lagging, they had to fat speed up the refresh, the fresh refresh rate on the device. Yep, yep, that makes sense. You know, because they wanted it to look like you were drawing it, and and if it's you know lagging behind you as you draw across the screen, that that kills the 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 whole impression that you get. Yep, 
So anyway, uh, the, uh, the the whole experience kind of surprised me. I mean, I had I had you know, no matter what I did, it was going to look much better than what I had, but the quality uh, leap was was beyond that, and I guess mm -hmm. that's what surprised me uh, because I had I had read you know all the text about this thing, and everybody said, man, this is even people who had bought. This particular set, mm -hmm. after another, their previous set, they said was the best only a year ago. Yeah, and said, "Wow, it's just, it's just yeah. amazing." Big and leap they, forward. They, they were absolutely right. Just big, big change from anything I had ever seen. Even when I was in the store, I didn't see a picture this good in their store. Mm -hmm. Now maybe it's because I didn't spend enough time there. I can't stay on my feet too long, so I, I really. You know, don't stand around <laughs> in a store. That's right. not my thing. I'll, although I, I guess I was on my scooter, so I could have. Uh, if, if they had just shown me this this particular set, but I think at that time I was kind of focusing on Sony. Right. He knew it, so uh, you know I was. Yeah. Not not being directed over to this set. Yeah. You know? Well, from everything I've read, the uh, the the Sony and the LG are the two people to look at with uh, OLEDs. And Samsung had kind of stepped out of the OLED market, but apparently just this year that Samsung is now selling some OLED TVs again. Um, but they had kind of backed out of that. So, you know, for a long time it was either Sony or or um, or LG. Um, you know, and that technology just, uh, it does have some advantages, you know. Yep. So, um, yeah, well, I'm glad you're you're enjoying it. Yeah. And, now you anyway, need to watch some some shows like you know, um, you need to get like a if I don't even know if they have like a 4K print of you know uh, uh, Charlton Heston as Moses or something. You need you need some big dramatic television shows, right? Things that show you know, you know the well, the yeah, beauty well, of the outdoors or something. <laughs> well, I had I did do that. In fact, in the uh, uh, in the uh, table where you you actually select what you see when you go into galley view there's multiple things one of them was just uh audio or audio and the pictures okay well in the audio section they focused focused on just what the audio was and you could select that the only downside of that i didn't like it was because you got one song and then you were just every time you get the same song you know mm -hmm. I, I i said if i'm going to go to that i want have a variety of stuff in a certain style, you know, so, but I wanted a picture anyway, but so, so, but in the picture thing, there was, uh, there was the paintings, which is the one I really like. Uh, and I think it had 24 paintings before it repeats. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's, there's also one that I can set up with, with my own pictures if I want. And then there's another one of just pictures and those were nice well-balanced, professionally done pictures. Uh, but they just didn't have the uh, appeal that you get from artwork, you know, for some reasons. At least I, that was my impression. And that artwork had videos also in it. So some of those were really quite startling, particularly uh, one of them almost reminded me of the best video I've ever had in my life, and that was when I was in the front seat of the cockpit with the pilot, flying 
on Kauai and the wettest part of the world where it's pouring down rain on this mm -hmm. rainforest, which is a bunch of trees on top of the mountain standing in, uh, I don't, in water anyway. That's all you could see under the trees. Uh, and then we went over the edge where the waterfall from that top was draining down into the ocean. You know, I forget how many thousand feet below. And we went down in front of that waterfall. I, I would love to have that kind of video on my TV because it was the best I'd ever seen live. You know, I mean, I was in the chapter uh, and, and saw all of this and yeah. still remember it today. It was just so dramatic. What and, you need oh, to while do. While I'm doing this. Go ahead. By the way, this this whole travel thing was choreographed on headsets that I had to wear while I was in here, which cut out the noise from the helicopter mm -hmm. by also overwhelming it with this gorgeous music so that it was dramatically timed when we came out over the top of that waterfall and started down. It, it, it was amazing how they synchronized this. And, of course, the pilot's listening to this, so he's sure that he's at the right place at the right time, and I'm seeing the stuff. That was what was so marvelous about it. it was, right. Uh, incredible, you know. So um, what you need to do is get your new 4K Apple TV installed and then run the ArtCast app. Artcast, I think we've t I've talked to you about before, and it allows you to choose different pieces of art to put on the screen, as well as um, uh, they now also have video loops, and they're all 4K mastered video loops, and they've got one oh. that has a beautiful waterfall, they've got desert scapes, they've got mountainscapes, they've got underwater ocean photography. Uh, they've just got some really beautiful okay. video loops that you can put on there that are okay. really nice. Well, I, I'm not saying that this one that's built in here wasn't nice. It was it was nice. It was just that I had seen the the paintings first, and of course it had several Van Goghs right. as I was watching going through it, and yeah. some of my favorite you know classical artists. Sure. But, yeah. Well, and because it's built into your TV and works well that way, it's also very possible that what you, you know, it, you can, I know you can, you know, subscribe to other, you know, source material. Sure. Well, well, when I get my Apple TV, I'll definitely do that because uh, there I yeah. know that I'll be getting 4K stuff. You yeah. Know? I've actually taken to um, using that just as a screen blanker, like on the TV that's in my, my shack here that when I'm not watching it, it just has... Like right now, there's like just waves, water undulating kind of in slow motion. And it's just, just beautiful. Uh, it's mesmerizing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, anyway, I don't know if there's a, a lot left to uh, point out about this thing. It's got a V-chip in it, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, that uh, contributes, I think, to that... Uh, Network we like so well. Isn't that what they mean by V-chip? I think the, the uh, V-chip is the one that allows you to block content for kids, isn't it? Isn't that they? Oh, maybe it is. I, I could be wrong. I mean, I you know, I'm no expert. But anyway, uh, just just to keep uh, reminding me of what I've got here, I was just kind of going through the feature set that that were, was online that I saw before I ordered it. Uh, to uh, see if I had sort of missed something that I had might yeah. want to talk about. 
Yeah, no, it's it's um, you know the the gallery function on TVs. I think is something that should be built into every TV. The idea of that was just to me great. Um, oh yeah, you know, and you know the the you set it up so that it it you know changes things so that you don't burn into your TV. So you know you're not going to have the same piece of artwork up all the time. But um, I think it's a great idea, and also the ability to like load a set of photos in of your own choosing, so you can have like family photos cycling through if you want. Um, honestly, I don't understand why that that isn't a built-in mode on every iPad too. So when you sit your iPad down to charge, it should become just a a frame, a photo frame, and default yeah. to you know as soon as you plug it into charge, it should just go to whatever your default list of photos is. You know, and it shouldn't be like your favorites. There should be a specific like folder or or gallery that you put together of these are the ones that I want it to go to. But um, you know, well, anyway, I, I I think we can jump pretty much back to Apple now. I don't have that much more to say about my TV, mm-hmm. but Apple has been in the news lately uh, in a in a scary way, especially for investors because I used to depend on them. And uh, I have sort of uh, got really shocked, because, and I believe I sent to you this kind of funny thing of uh, last mm-hmm. week, I think it was, uh, Tim Cook was in Washington, and I enjoyed it because they had a, sh- a shot of them. I don't know if he was going to see the president or had just left the meeting, but the news media were trying to get to Tim Cook, and he didn't want to talk to any news media at all. And so they're going down this hall, which is quite big and wide, and he's got his, his own people almost running like a football team, blocking that, everybody out. And he would shift behind the, these guys, and they're all pretty big except for this one woman, but she was not small either. And he, they're running interference for him until <laughs> yeah. he gets to the room or the car or wherever he was going. To be but honest, a, that's not that uncommon for for you know CEOs of major companies when they're or politicians when they don't want to talk to the to the news people, they will you know duck them and have people block for them so that they can get to their cars. So yeah, but anyway, it was that that one got my attention. But also the point of this whole thing was why was he back there to see the president at this time, which got some coverage, and that's what they really wanted to know. So there was a lot of speculation about it. They had. Uh, because of what was going on in China, suspected that it, he was there to find out from the president what, if anything, the president would do if something happened to to his business. You know, he's interested in how how this might play out. Anyway, uh, then uh, the next big thing to come out was that he has uh, uh, there's a, a big hurry now for Apple, the first time I've seen it in public print, that he is uh, accelerating, I guess was the word they used, the pullout from China. And it used the term pullout. It did not say uh, adding, you know, capabilities anywhere else in the world. But how, how is he going to deal with it? And he's had shortages of product. So I think Apple is in a real tenuous spot right now. And uh, I, I'm guessing that president told him that uh, you're on your own buddy <laughs> you know and and basically gave him access to some intelligence about how things were uh, in terms of foreign relations you know so that he was fully informed uh, I'm, 
I think that kind of thing happens with major CEOs. But uh, it, it would look bad for the president as well if Apple suddenly were under attack and, and he didn't do something. You yeah. Know? I think so, you're, you're, the perspective of the news has been way too Apple-centric on this. Yes, Apple builds stuff there. So does virtually every other manufacturer of any kind of electronic goods and a lot of things that aren't even electronic goods. Oh, oh, and so oh no the, doubt about so that. They're all he stands in, in for all of them. Right. They, you know, he, he's just one of many. And I know he's been – there was some criticism in the news recently. Well, why isn't Tim talking about this? Or why isn't Tim you know, pointing out the evils that are going on in China? And the reason isn't is because he's a responsible CEO, and if he started doing those kinds of things, they would crack down on Apple, and that would hurt their bottom line even more significantly. And he could possibly be liable for for not doing you know the the, the, thing, the things that help his company. And so he is exactly. if if nothing exactly he did he did he didn't even want the press to get the questions out to him right he was get going down the hall that way exactly because if they asked a question that he could hear and he didn't answer it. That would say something in itself. Right. You know? Absolutely. And he, he is nothing if not a, a smart CEO. He, he is very, very, um, even, in, even in the jolliest and most jovial of situations, he is very guarded in what he says. He is the, yeah. he is the polar opposite of an Elon Musk <laughs> in terms of, of CEOs oh, of oh, companies. Oh. You know, it's just there's, there, you couldn't make a bigger contrast between a guy who says whatever pops into his head and Tim Cook, who, who, you know, you, you hand him a cup of coffee and he would, you know, in, a, in, a, in the best Southern gentlemanly way, consider whether or not he wants to say thank you and what the repercussions of the thank you might be. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's, right. it's yeah. just, he's just a, that's just who he is. Um, so, yeah, some of the, some of the, the hits that he was taking in, in, the, in the news, I thought were, were thoughtless and unfair. Um, not that I'm, a, you know, saying he's like beyond reproach oh, or anything. Certainly not. But, but he's as you know, as the CEO of the largest company on the planet, he uh, he certainly has a um, trained himself and and has an obligation to to say and do things that will enhance and certainly not harm his company. And so he's going to be very very guarded in how he says things. Um, so I had a conversation with my sister-in-law this morning, and one of the things she pointed out was interesting to me, um, is the mainline news apparently has been saying that, you know, shame on Apple for shutting off, um, uh, their, uh, what is that? The, the direct sharing. Oh, shoot. I forgot what they call it now. Um, the, when you can share something with somebody directly, um, yeah, uh, Dang it. Uh, you, you drop it on the uh, airdrop. That's it. The, uh, drop was airdrop. the word airdrop. Yeah. yeah. And, and I pointed out to her that they didn't shut off airdrop. All they did was they turned on a feature that says when airdrop is turned on to anybody, that it shuts off yeah. automatically after 10 minutes. Automatic. And yeah. they, they had actually announced that over a year ago and said that they're going to roll it out everywhere. Now, why did they roll it out in China first? It's very possible that they...
lost him. There you are. You back? Oh, I'm back. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I probably accidentally hung up on you. I got people trying to call me while we're recording. Oh. So, anyway, we're still recording. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I kept talking the whole time, so it didn't matter. They got that. That's what people heard, other than the noises of people. Uh... <laughs> okay, well, it suddenly got quiet here, so I said, oh, you're not here. So I went back to the Skypod. Yeah. So all, all I was saying is that, you know, he's trying to be a responsible CEO and that there's issues with that airdrop. In, and the reason that they have um, uh, the uh, – they, they – had planned, you know, like I said, a year ago, they announced they were adding this feature to have it automatically shut off after 10 minutes when you have it turned on to anybody is there were people who had it turned on to anybody and they would be like, you know, just walking to the, to work or through a mall and people would start putting stuff, embarrassing photos and, you know, porn and all kinds of crap on their computer because they would air share it to them. And so, uh, you know, as a default, I only have people who are in my, my contacts list, able to air share with me. I don't have it set to anybody, but as uh, it was pointed out to me though, that, you know, if you're a teacher, there are kids who can screw with you by putting, you know, by air sharing stuff to you. And if you, and you say, well, why would you have a kid's phone number? Well, if you're a coach, you probably have some kids' phone numbers, Yeah, you know? And, and so if, if you've got kids' phone numbers, you, the last thing you want is for them to, to, you know, put things, inappropriate things onto your phone without you, being able to see it first and so air well, share it all, it all it all goes into your photos app right but you you would be aware of something being new wouldn't you so well um when they when they air share it 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 you know it it if you've got it set to accept from everybody which is easy enough to do then it just it you just automatically accepts it when they send it in so now it's on your device uh, now oh, it probably it probably notifies you when it happens but if you don't happen oh. to hear the ding or look down and see what the notification is, you know, right? Um, yeah. You know, and I can see some, you know, kids trying to get I, teachers I, in trouble I, by by putting stuff inappropriate stuff on their phones. So if you're a teacher I, or work around, I, 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 I didn't know it was that open. I thought, but then I have it just set up so that I have to acknowledge it. So that's yeah. the way to be under control, right? Unless I push a button and it's not coming. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I guess I don't know what the application would be where you didn't, didn't want to control what came into your machine. <laughs> yeah. You Are know, you uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that, you know, you would, the problem is, is a lot of people don't know how to go and set this stuff up. Like, you know, my wife takes whatever the default is for most things, you know? And I mean, she yeah. doesn't go in and change configurations on her, on her, uh, devices and so you know unless somebody is going to do it for her or explain to her why you want this or that you know it's just ain't gonna well happen. that's that's most that's yeah. most people and it's, i and you're right i think proper, that that's most of the world it, it should be set up like mm -hmm. that so that uh yeah it does doesn't do unkind things yeah <laughs> yeah any anyway uh yeah, I, I think you're right uh, about. Uh, yeah. Look, he's he's got he's got a big responsibility there, and uh, uh, but I'm just saying that he 
he seems to have left his the company itself vulnerable for far too long, uh, and that's become plainly obvious to everybody. Yeah, well, I think everybody feels that way about their companies, and I think you know Apple, you know, over a year ago started making there was announcements coming out about you know changing you know adding uh, alternate locations, but the problem is is some of these factories as big as they are, you know, it takes two or three years to build the factory and get it up and running. And so they're in yeah. process. I mean, they've, they've got a, a factory in <clears throat> Europe and a factory in Arizona in process here for doing a lot of the uh, work and the assembly. Um, and, uh, and they've got one already up and running in India. And in fact, they just announced that some of the uh, iPad production is going to move to India, um, you know, to get that, keep that mm-hmm. rolling. Um, so, so there's no way he's going to escape responsibility to, for whatever uh, happens uh, as a result of, uh, you know, other others' actions because he he can't co- be on the inner loop of coordinating, you know, countries' relationships. I mean, these these are for just the the heads of the governments mm-hmm. involved, and they have to do what they have to do. Yeah, you know, he he can get some level of. Uh, intelligence from them but uh not not necessarily uh, when if if the so-called s hits the fan you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's too late it's just flat too late and well part of the issue is you know it's not even you know is is there going to be you know like physical troubles or war or something like that in the Middle East or, or the, in the Far East. The issue is China's policy on, on zero COVID is shutting down factories and large chunks of cities, um, you know, well, oh, mass. It's, it's definitely comes, comes back to the fact that China is extremely poorly managed and why the Communist Party gave this guy the job for a long time only has to do with the fact that they didn't want to offend him and get to lose their life you know because of it because that that's the way th- those governments are yeah the political system and we, we can we can you know argue the benefits or, or the drawbacks of the political system <laughs> and i think we both agree on on the many drawbacks of it but you know from the practical sense of of you know any company apple or otherwise whose manufacturing is there they've got to say well you know What's the reality of our situation on the ground, and how much can we keep coming out of the factories there while we're moving somewhere else? Um, you know, I don't think anybody in the West would have would have or could have reasonably predicted that at this point, when most of the world is up and running fine, that China would still be shutting down cities. You know, and that's basically what they've been doing. Yeah. And to, to the to the point well, you, where you know there's people came. in China protesting that fact, you know, <laughs> going, wait a minute, uh, you, everybody else is well, see, acting normal. They, Why are we still shutting stuff down? See, they they don't they don't have the mnra technology, right? Know, that provided our our early vaccinations. Apparently, right. they have stolen it somewhere, but they still don't have it up and running and working, so that they can start vaccinating people. So their their people are totally unprotected. And then their solution actually made the problem worse because when they uh, locked doors, it wasn't in your own little apartment. It was uh, it's now understood that we're talking about thousands of people gathered together. So if one person gets it, you're gonna, you can write off a thousand at a time because it's going to spread through yeah. whatever group they got they got grouped in with. Uh, they're they're all 
sacrificed at the altar, and, uh, and that's just the way it is. That's just the way they chose to do it. Uh, that's what's scary about all of this. The reality of brutal autocratic regimes is is uh, so evident now, and you know, they they're supposedly sensitive to this. They don't want the they they think they can keep the world from knowing, but that's absolutely impossible today with the technology being what it is, and so. The, the, they made a China had a really made a bad call, and, and it's it's gonna it's come back to bite them in big ways. Yeah, and so you know I don't know how they're gonna get out of this mess. Yeah, you know, they they've they've got and that, that's just a small part of it, the pandemic thing. I mean, they, did you hear about all the economics? They got all those houses that they built, nobody can live in them uh, because they're. They never completed the project. People invested their life savings in these things and can't get anything out of it. Uh, and they're starving to death. I mean, it's just, it's just total craziness over there. It's, it's, it's hell on earth. That's what it amounts to. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I, I don't, you know, when you're, I mean, when you're a billion people, there's lots of uh, stories. I mean, you know, it, that, that are awful, you know, yeah. I mean, there, there's, you know, horrible racist things going on with a whole, you know, oh, yeah. uh, you know the, the the Uyghurs in northern China are are, you know, second class citizens, and it's you know there's lots of problems. Oh, it's um, tribal. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and that goes back <clears throat> centuries in in China about you know who who's in charge and 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 treating the guys who aren't in charge badly. I mean, you yeah. can go back to Genghis Khan. You know, he he was not Chinese, but he was running China, yeah. and so he treated the 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 uh the han chinese badly you know it's it's honestly it's it's humanity you can draw that same line and, and talk about you know the horrors well, of the roman empire uh there are people who don't feel like they're you know fully well, it's, engaged it's, in our country either so well, it's, you know. it's a refusal to recognize though that over the years that countries have advanced in terms of how they manage themselves yeah in in significant ways yeah. you know at, at least you keep uh the big things at bay. It's not that you don't have problems, but you kind of try to deal with them on a local and right. smaller scale level. So, uh, and, and there's lots more people's ideas that come out, you know, you yeah. just wait, waste all that human capital by treating people as animals. Yeah, know? absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, shame. it's, it's the, the, the old adage is like, you know, every political system is terrible, but the yeah. least, ter the least terrible of all of them is, is, democracy where where at least everybody yeah. has a say you know oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah but it's such a it's such a messy tenuous system that that's always dealing with issues because there's all kinds of issues because so many people have voices and so yep um you know you you uh you want nice and neat then you know get a dictator but nice and neat it's not how most yeah. people want to live because that's, with it yeah. comes a dictator <laughs> you know Absolutely. i mean uh, I, I, I look at, I look at all this and I say, uh, it's just, uh, absolutely astounding how important it makes Christianity and all its teachings look mm -hmm. compared to all of this, because people just don't, uh, manage themselves well at all without being taught some of the ways to behave. Yeah. I mean, they, they need, they need rules. Rules is the only way you get, uh, any kind of civilization, you know, yeah. it, because it quickly you know. turns to brutal behavior. 
Yeah. Right. Well, and uh, well, and the sad thing is, is you know, you look back, and you don't have to look that far back in history, and you can say people have taken taken Christianity and other faiths and twisted those around to justify horrible things. I mean, you know, oh. there were there 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 were it's. You know, it, yep. it's it's a wonder we're all still here. It really is, it is. at times. Is. Sometimes it's just a wonder that, that humanity has managed to make it this far. Well, um, and, and, and it probably won't somehow out in the future. Today we're talking about the, the nuclear behaviors almost as bad as back when we first had nuclear stuff. And we found solutions to that, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure how they're going to hold. Yeah. Yeah, you know? as the problem changes and as more people join the party, uh, the the solutions, the, the pre- have to, previous solutions have to be rethought. Yeah, you have absolutely have to first of all minimize the participants, even the ability yeah. to do this, which we've been trying to do, you know, for a long period yeah. of time, but you know, with limited success. I mean, honestly, I say limited. It's actually astounding to think that you know, since since the you know, it's been eighty plus years now. Since yeah. since you know atomic energy or atomic uh, weapons became a thing, and the number of countries that have them is still relatively small. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it it, it, it is amazing that we we've made it this far. Yeah. It well, is. especially with things like the internet. I mean, uh, you know, Tom Clancy, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, basically said, you know, he wrote a a, a novel about. Uh, people building a an atomic weapon and setting it off at a Super Bowl, and he he in a postscript said, "I've altered this, but everything's available on the internet." He says, "You know, people if people who really want to go do this, they can do the research themselves. They can go do what I did." But he says, "I'm not going to publish it exactly in my book because I'm not going to be the guy who has that." You know, of course, then you've got to say, "Well, okay, so they know how to do it. Now we don't let yeah. them have the materials." You know, but yeah. You know, when you're nation states, you you can't really stop them from getting materials. You know, it's yep. basically it's in the dirt, dude. <laughs> you know, yep. so um, yeah, it's it's it it is scary that it hasn't gotten much more widespread, and that you know, yeah. Th- thank all, heavens, it's only been used once. Yeah, and thinking about all this, I spent some time. Uh, I think it was last week. Uh, looking at the Trinity site, you know, which right. is north of Holloman Air Force Base, where it we is. lived for, for mm-hmm. four years at least. Uh, and uh, I never did go out there, but now I have uh, a picture, a satellite picture of mm-hmm. the Trinity site uh, as a cover on my iPod, mm-hmm. just or iPad rather, mm-hmm. just as a reminder of uh, what that place looks like and what started there. Yep. Uh, they still open that site uh, at least once a year and usually twice a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changed during the pandemic, but uh, I think uh, anyway, it was back to that. And I watched a YouTube video of a guy who came out there with a camera and filmed the whole exp- experience as he mm-hmm. was walking around and talking to people about what happened there yeah. and, and all that. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a story when you go back and, and look at uh, the, the before and after pictures associated with what what happened there, and, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I there's I, some I fairly good it. movies that document kind of what went on that are pretty close to the truth. 
um, yeah. you know, in terms of what what was going on. And, you know, there were some some uh, some scientists who actually got exposed and died as a result of the work on that that uh, project. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and they, uh, well, and and even later when they went and built the bombs that were actually dropped in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, just the manufacture of those things took place by people who had no idea that what they were messing with was so dangerous to their own health, even though they right. made them wear radiation badges. Nobody really knew what the reaction of the human body was to so much exposure. You know, how right. much can you really do and without doing some serious harm? Yeah, it would make, make the paranoid think that some of those people who did know were fine letting some people get exposed to see what happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I will say this at one point in my life, I wore some of those badges. Yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, we had to ch- change them out every week and get a new badge and measure some more so we could see the rate of change. Yeah. Well, so. there's a, uh, you know, uh, at least when you were dealing with it, it was, you know, 15, well, 20, 20 years past the first ones, and we knew a little bit more about what was going on. Well, well, I will tell you that I was yeah. directly a uh, 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 wit- direct witness of at least three explosions mm. that were over the horizon. Uh, so I didn't see the initial burst, mm-hmm. but as they rose in the air from 100 miles away, mm-hmm. uh, I was right out there watching the, the, the big thing the ball fireball go up. Yeah. And that was something. And, and night became day literally. Yeah. So it was that, that where, where we, it happened was when, when we lived in New Mexico, um, there was a lady, an elderly lady who also acted as a substitute teacher for our, uh, class. And she shared with us a story when she was younger, when they did the test in New Mexico, Mm -hmm. she remembers seeing the fireball go up and, you know, she lived in Alamogordo, which was, you know, again, probably, you know, yeah. 100 miles away. But right. uh, but she said, yeah, the sky lit up like it was day. Yep. So it was. Uh, Playing with some really dangerous stuff. I yep. shouldn't say play, playing, but, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. Understood. Not not <laughs> playing as. A, Study, a, studying it. Right. You know. Yeah. I just read something the other day that I didn't realize is that the uh, United States did underground nuclear tests in uh, in Mississippi. Really? Yeah, there were two under underground nuclear tests in uh, done in Mississippi, um, uh, and it was just after they had uh, changed the um, the or signed the treaty that they wouldn't do above ground testing, and they did them underground tests in Mississippi because there was a large um, uh, underground salt formation. And they thought that if they melted out the salt and then did the explosion inside the resultant cave, that the air gap would then deaden stuff. But primarily what they were doing and the reason they did it, uh, was they wanted to see if underground tests would still be detectable from the surface and from, uh, from the air. And the space. Yeah. And so they were using satellites and planes flying over and stuff because they wanted to test whether or not they were going to be able to see if they could keep track of who was testing other places. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to say the name of it, but yeah. I, the little company that I worked for after I got yeah. out of the Air Force had had a, an object that was actually put into, uh, it was a, a test target in an underground test in, mm-hmm. the, in Nevada. 
And uh, that one, we didn't get our results because the whole damn thing blew up. <laughs> they destroyed the test article. Uh, oops. <laughs> a, a blast doors didn't hold. Right. Twas a bigger boom than we intended. Yep. Yeah. Well, so, and, anyway. and that just shows you how, how scary that stuff is, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So there was one other thing I wanted to mention that I thought was interesting, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, see if I can find notes. Oh, uh, we knew it was going to happen, but uh, somebody apparently in Alaska says that their iPhone 14's satellite SOS basically saved their life. Yeah. Uh, sure. So, you know, you you live out in a place where there's miles and miles between you and the nearest and cell the, tower and the nearest person. And there's you, lots of willing people that will go out and test that kind of thing by putting themselves in danger. <laughs> Well, some people live up there too, but yeah. Well, that's true, but I'm just saying yeah. people line up to do such things like that. I mean, yeah. it's 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 hard for me to imagine because yeah. I'm so conservative about things, but that that people volunteer and and go out and do crazy things. Yeah. I mean, all the time. It's not just in Alaska. Yeah. Whatever, it's everywhere. Well, like when the when the iPhone 14 came out and they talked about the uh, crash detection, there was yeah. a a reporter who um, who uh, strapped their uh, couple iPhones into a car. They got this junker car, and then they basically put a brick on a you know did it really low tech. Put a brick on a on the accelerator and ran the car into a wall to see if the phone worked. It <laughs> it did, by the way. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, you don't have to have high tech testing stuff. Just get a junker car and and a stick to stick on the accelerator. <laughs> Like or, or, or climb up on your roof and drop it on the ground, you know. Yeah. Give it, give it a little bit of acceleration. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not seeing whatever it was. There was something else I was going to mention, and I don't remember what it was. Now it came up when we were talking earlier, and I, by the time we got back to it, my brain forgot what it was. So, um, you you must be getting old like me, Todd. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I. Uh, Unfortunately, yes, <laughs> or fortunately, <laughs> depending on how you want to look at it, and you know, there's goods and bads. Well, well I have some neighbors who. Oh, pace. I know what it was. I was going to say, and it, it, it and it was just because when we were flipping back, you had sent some pictures of of um, Haleakala, and uh, which is where you know you used to work at one point in time. Um, and I was thinking about like I was remembering that you know uh, was it, I guess it was 2018, so it's been a few years. Uh, spent a week on the Big Island and really enjoyed it. In fact, I remember at the time thinking, and I even did some searching online to see like, well, what do houses cost around here? This would be a great place mm-hmm. to retire. I really loved the Big Island oh, yeah. more than you know. <laughs> and and like <laughs> literally 18 days after I left. One volcano erupted and went through a neighborhood on the east side of the island. And now Mauna Loa, the, the bigger volcano, is erupting. And, and when it tends yeah. to spill, it tends to spill on sort of the west side of the island. And I'm like, all right, there's no safe place on that island. I don't want to live there anymore. <laughs> Just can't, can't get nice enough all the time. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. it must be really nice. But I bet, the, I bet the real estate prices are dropping a little bit right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Holy moly. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you know you can you can build a house that can set that can that, that can deal with flooding. You can build a house that can deal with hurricanes. They don't have houses that deal with lava flow. That's right. <laughs> they just don't. Those, those, those things get flattened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. burnt actually. Yeah, they catch on fire. Yeah, before it even hits them. 
Yeah, yeah, they're they're gone. <laughs> it's like if you're in the lava flow, that molten lava is hot for a long ways away. Yeah, yeah. It's a, did did you get close enough that you felt some of that heat? No, uh, we didn't. Um, the we went to the volcanoes national park, and the um, the in the caldera it was erupting, and I was able to take a picture with my um, with a telephoto lens of the. Uh, you know, stuff splashing up a hundred feet or so into the mm-hmm. air. Uh, but that's, you know, and, and so it put on a little show there, but that was it. And then like we were home, maybe I think it was less than a month, 18 days, something like that. Then a brand new vent opened up further downhill and, uh, and suddenly there was, you know, volcano running th- or uh, volcano um, lava running through neighborhoods and uh, and I thought, wow, I'm glad we got out of there when we did because we literally drove right through there, um, you know, when we were visiting. Um, so could have been yeah. could have been bad, but uh-huh. um, but that is uh, Kilauea, which is the one that has been I, going for a while, yeah. and that's four thousand feet. Uh, Mauna Loa is thirteen thousand feet and is you know a, a you know, 15 miles west of, of Kilauea. Kilauea. Yeah. And, uh, and so when it started going, I'm like, Ooh, that was just this last week. I'm like, yeah, maybe that isn't the place I want to want to go, you know? And, and there's, you know, there's more, there's other, there are multiple volcanoes on, on the big Island. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Mauna Kea is 18 or 13,000 feet and it's North of those two. And it has not been real active, but you know, if those two are waking up, doesn't mean that that one won't. You know, I forgot the age of Haleakala, but that's a big volcano too, and I for, and the altitude uh, is sort of up there with. Uh, I I think it was a little bit shorter than. Yeah, uh, Haleakala is pretty lower. high. It's it's ten thousand twenty three feet. Uh, yeah. This is from I'm looking at Apple Maps right now because I had to pull that up to remember the location so I could talk about things and not get it wrong. Um, yeah. yeah, but Haleakala is, you know, 10,000 feet. I'll tell you what, though. People think about the tropical island. You get up to the top of any of these mountains, and it's oh. cold. <laughs> you need parkas, well, and it's snowy. Well, and Well, the difference in, in these places when you're an island and, and you're not an island is you're starting out at 1,000 feet on a lot a lot of these, you know, just right. normal altitude. And so, you know, you you measure things relatively to where you are now. Mm-hmm. When you say thirteen thousand feet, all of those are measured from the ocean level. Right. Yeah, it's from sea okay. level. You know, so, so if you had a thirteen thousand foot mountain, it wouldn't seem near as high because, you know, if it's inland, because your your ground level surrounding it is a thousand feet or more. You know, typically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the the mile high city is. 5,280 feet, right? That's right. Denver, Colorado. So right. out there, if you look at the Rockies, uh, you're starting at 5,000 feet. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they may be, you know, higher above sea level, but the, the relative height is not, I mean, it's, it. I don't know. Some of those mountains are pretty darn high, but the relative height is, you know, different. Well, yeah. But, when, when you're literally driving from the beach up to the mountain, like here, uh, you know, Big Bear is, is a mile high. Yeah, well, the, um, you know, the and so I, you can drive from the beach to the mountain in, in a matter of, you know, a couple hours. 
I was in Denver at one time, and I think there are five or six mountains that are above 14,000 feet. That, that's the height. Mm -hmm. But if you take 5,000 feet off of that, you know, that, that's 9,000-foot mountain, you know? So compare yeah. that to Haleakala, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and people just don't think of that that's, when they think Hawaii. They don't think about uh, how big these mountains are. Yeah. You know, Mount Elbert is 14,400 feet in, in – uh, and it is uh, – kind of southwest of Denver, uh, and it's the tallest one that's, that I'm seeing there. Oh, uh, Long's Peak is also 14,000, and it's north of there by about 20 miles. Uh, yeah. Birdtown and those Pass. peaks seemed yeah. really high, but not compared to Mount Haleakala, where I was right. sitting at the top of Mount Haleakala uh, when I was working over there. And uh, that, that seemed the biggest mountain I've ever been on. <laughs> yeah. At least because of the oceans, what you see when you look down. Yeah. 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 Because you're right. It's it's a long way. Well, well not, ima not. imagine being on, um, you know, like uh, Mauna Loa that's, you know, or, or uh, Mauna Kea, which is, you know, 13,800 feet. You right. know, that's that's a long way down. Uh, and, and, well, and, and it's, it reminds me of when we went up the tram at, in Palm Springs, right? Cause you leave the desert and you're actually going through different, um, uh, right. I think there's what, seven different zones of, of um, geologic geolo zones. or climate zones or whatever. And, yeah. uh, you know, you get to the top, it's a completely different climate zone and it's, it's, you know, there's snow on the ground and you're like, well, wait a minute, I left the desert and it was, you know, 102 and, and I'm wearing well, shorts and now I'm up at the top and. It's cold <laughs> and, and, you know, it's sleeting outside, hailing. <laughs> and we're stuck here because they won't run the tram in the bad weather. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, we did that. We got we stuck at that. the top. You and your sister and and uh, Tobin and I. Yep. And and, and, and I remember Pete was down, yeah. down below. Yeah, that's my sister's husband. Yeah, my <laughs> uncle Pete sitting down below, and he had basically taken charge and was sitting in the manager's office getting free drinks. Yep. Yeah. By the time we got down, he had far too many. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Um, yeah. they probably just wanted to keep him happy because <laughs> he because when he found out that his family was his wife is stuck up on top of a mountain, I'm sure he he let them know he was not pleased. Well, and, and do you recall the cable? got uh, blown one one cable yeah, one got blown over, over the, another right, one right and so we got stopped in the middle and we had to wait until that cable yes and so we're dangling around and they run a special little like device up the cables to un unlap them yeah. right to straighten the cables out right so that was <laughs> yeah. that was a lot more than we had bargained for wasn't right it? We, yeah they were we were out there dangling you know i think i think it was a three hour or more yeah before we got you know, from the time we left before we got back. I yeah, mean, it was four hours. it was definitely Gilligan's Island like. It was supposed to be a three hour tour. You know? yeah. No, it was it was interesting. Um the uh the um amount of time that we spent up there and then the Yodeler, remember the Yodeler? you bought his album. They had a uh, that was the entertainment at the restaurant up at the top was a guy who, who yodeled. I don't oh, remember the, the name, but he was a yodeler. I don't remember his You're, name. We, but you bought his album. I did, but where I, I we got his signature it. on it too. So we have a signed album cover. I don't Do know. If I, ha I may have that now. I don't know. I don't. You must have because I don't have any of my records. Yeah, I've got. So I think 
I've got, um, I think I've got all your records. I think I'm the one that ended up with those. Yeah, so, see if you can find that guy's name. I, I, yeah. He might be on Apple Music. Let me know if he's on Apple Music. Yeah, I'll have to look him up and see if we can find him. Because uh, he was yeah. a Swiss Swiss guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, he was. I'm not a huge yodeling fan, but it was entertaining. I mean, when you're up there, what else are you going to do? Sure. Right? Well, it's it was nice because it sounded like mountain kind of thing, you know? Yeah, we could pretend we were echo, in the Alps. Kind of a, well, it was kind of an echo, too, that, uh, that came back from where he was when he recorded it too. Yeah. Well, and the place we were at at the top was basically like a, you know, snack bar and gift shop. It wasn't like there was, you know, it was hard plastic yeah. seats and stuff. It was it wasn't like a luxury uh a ski lodge or something to hang out in. So Yeah, but but I'm but I'm just thinking about the fact that the record itself wasn't necess- wasn't recorded there in the mountain. They oh, did something no. to get the feedback for the, for that first or second song on the album, uh-huh. which the, where the yodeler was was getting, you know, the uh, playback from from the valley as part of the music, you know, mm-hmm. or delay. They could have done that with, you know, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure he recorded know. that in a studio, and then it was, you know, then they added, uh, you know, effects to give it that sort of reverb to kind of uh-huh. make it sound like he was. Right, you know, on but the it mountaintop was, and it, stuff. Yeah. It was it was interesting song just for that reason, you know. Yeah. So anyway, you remember more details about the album than I do. <laughs> I just remember the <laughs> I just remember the picture of the guy in his leader house hosting on the front, and and that we tore the plastic on it so that he could sign the album, because you know, hey, yeah. What else are you gonna do when you're stuck on yeah. top of a mountain waiting for the for them to fix That's the right. the well cable cars. Yeah, and you know, then we drove up that same mountain later. Uh, I don't know if you were. No, Haley was with us. We went up there one time, and mm-hmm. and uh, we saw the place where that car had stopped. But uh, you you kind of from the top of the mountain, a little town up there. I forgot what the name of it is. Idlewild. But you have to drive a little ways. Idlewild. Yeah. Yeah. From Idlewild. You had to drive drive over to that place. And it was a sign or something. Right. Tobin has returned many a time. He and his wife go up to Idlewild a lot. I don't. I don't even remember yeah. having gone to Idlewild, but uh, and you know they've replaced all those cable cars now. They they oh, they, they still have cable cars there, but they now are all round. And as you go up, they rotate, so you get this three hundred and sixty degree view as you go up. Oh. As if you weren't nervous oh. and dizzy enough, you're now spinning as you go. It's slow. I mean, they turn <laughs> they they turn slowly, but still, yeah. yeah. The round cable cars. <laughs> Kind of like the restaurants at the top of some of these uh, right. towers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which it's I a, thought, which I thought was really cool. It took about an hour to rotate around in this restaurant that we went to in Seattle. Yeah. Washington. Yeah, I've uh, been that to that one the, too. It's at the top so, of the Space Needle. Space Needle. That's the yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. Elaine and I have had a meal at the at the restaurant at the top of the Space Needle as well. And you're right. It takes yep. about about an hour for it to rotate all the way around, which is just right. You know, you sit down. And, you know, by the time sure. you've ordered your drinks yeah, you and get to your see meal. The city and, and... Yeah. And I think they basically sort of time the meals around that so that you basically get a full a full circle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's nice too because it's such a it's it's A, it's an iconic, you know, building within the city. And B, it's it's really is at a pretty high point in the city. Well, so you it, can pretty much see and, everything. And I think that was built in anticipation of the World's Fair that was held out there because that was a feature uh, the World's Fair place locations for very or venues were right around that area. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, so. I don't remember the uh, – uh, yeah, it was – okay. They yeah. don't all exist. It was built for the Seattle Center for the 1962 World's Fair. 2.3 million visitors yep. came yep. to see it. Yeah. So, so You know, uh, I don't know what if they have World's Fairs anymore or not. They, they probably do, but they just don't get the publicity it, that, that seemed that these had. But uh, the St. Louis World's Fair I was aware of only because uh, Wakanda Springs had a big display at that one. That was back in 1906 or 10 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I used to see pictures of the exhibit that they had at the World's Fair. It was in the lobby of the hotel in Wakanda Springs before all that was torn apart in order to uh, build a lake and sub, you know, so it wouldn't be submerged. They just tore the building down. But, and they didn't want, they didn't want boats running into it saying, saying, uh, you guys have created a hazard on the lake. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so they um, the they still do world expositions uh, or world fairs. The most recent one was in mm -hmm. Buenos Aires in 2023, and it was canceled. And so the next one is scheduled uh, for Osaka, Japan Expo 2025. Um, and, oh, expos now. Well, they have the World Exposition and the World Fair are sort of different things. Same thing. uh, they're, well, oh, they're, but they're yeah. well, they're kind of treated as different. Um, so, like the well, the idea is Expo twenty twenty three is planned is still planned, even though World's Fair wasn't. So I, I guess they sort of coincide. They're not necessarily the same thing because Expo twenty twenty five is still planned for Osaka, Japan, and that's the World Expo. I think I I'm not sure exactly what the difference is between the Expo and the and the fair. I mean, the Expo I think a lot of it is. Um, uh, it's you know okay it's it's a, it's culture, a six month six month long duration generally and they are uh, uh, world expositions and so it's it not only promotes your culture but it also brings other countries' cultures there for your people okay. to go visit so it's a kind of comb combination and then the world's fair is um, and Disney kind of did their Disney yeah. World to be a permanent sort of. Thing that's similar. Right, yeah. The um, uh, Epcot is sort of their Epcot permanent right. World Fair type of thing where you can go visit different places from around the world. Cultures there. Um, I remember when we were there um, years ago with uh, uh, extended family on my wife's side, and everybody wanted to go get dinner, and they all decided to go to a French place, and I found a. Um, uh, uh, a really good place to eat that was like Middle Eastern. And I said, I'm going to get my meal here. Yeah. <laughs> so I ate that and they yeah. all went and got French food. So I went with you to a place in California that was Moroccan. Yeah. Yeah. This was a yeah. Moroccan remember place that? too. Yeah. And I went to a Moroccan place. In That's fact, I remember the band out outside was called Mo Rockin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was sort of like, you know, uh, 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 merging of like Mor traditional Moroccan music and, and rock and roll. It was actually really like, entertaining. Like the, gay, like the guy on the Sunday morning show named Mo Rocca. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's uh, probably where he got his name. Huh? Yeah. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> so Expo 2025 is upcoming 
in Osaka, Japan, will take place for six months, opening in April and closing in October. By the way, uh, I was telling you how much television I've watched recently. Uh, there was a show last night. It was two and a half hours of 50s music, and it was old movies, videos that they had captured of the various uh, entertainers at that time. And wow, it was just wonderful. Various groups. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Were they selling you a, a, a six-disc set of... Uh... of yes. That was yes. it. So, so it was basically skip, a commercial. Skip but, but over you, the ads. Right, exactly. I've, right. I've seen some of those type of things where it's like, you know, and the worst part is, is they're selling you a disc of the music, and it's like, I want all these videos. That's what I want. Sell me a DVD of these videos. Because I liked watching well, them. you could... Yeah, you you could buy some DVD sets too. Uh-huh. They had both. Okay, but I had recorded this on PBS some time ago, so you know I could call in. But you can always go to pbs.com and find those kind of specials. They'll still sell you whatever's been advertised a couple of years ago. You know. Uh huh. So even if you recorded it, you'll be able to do it. Uh, but anyway, I so enjoyed that show. Uh, and I'm trying to think of the guy uh, uh, that was uh, very popular at the same time Elvis was, but he was a totally different kind of guy. Uh, Pat Boone? Pat Boone. Pat Boone, yeah. And he was the announcer for a lot of it. Yeah. I've seen, other that, part I've seen that commercial the- slash show or show slash commercial. That's why I knew it was Pat Boone, not because cause Pat Boone yeah. hadn't had a hit. Probably in or his, oh. probably his last hits were like when I was born in in the early sixties. So yeah, of course, yeah. But he so. was the announcer for part of the show. But the right. other ones were the Smothers Brothers were also the announcers. They they the host for right. Well, that shows you how old that commercial is because because at least one of the Smothers Brothers is no longer with us. Right. right. If not and both, we of saw them. them. We saw them live when we were in Florida. Uh, near that town where uh, uh, El- Elaine's or Ellen's uncle or cousin or something lived, I mm-hmm. forgot what name of it is now, but it's a farming community where they have strawberries. You you know what I'm talking about? Well, where it doesn't matter. It it's in southern Florida, southwestern Florida. Wow. Uh, oh anyway, yeah, Plant, we, Plant we, City. We, Plant City, yeah. Yeah, Plant anyway, City Straw. While we were watching. <laughs> Why I know this beyond me. By the way, Dick Smothers is still with us. Tommy Smothers has passed. Yes. Yes, I knew that. Yeah. But anyway, it's the only concert that I've ever been to that was disrupted in the middle of the show by a, a rain shower. <laughs> and I, I thought they were going to keep singing no. for a while, but finally they they uh, they even shut down the thing and said, we'll be back in a few minutes because they knew it was not going to last very long. Right. But we all just sat there and got wet. But before the show was over, we had all dried out, and it was like it never happened. <laughs> but I, I stand corrected, by the way. Both Smothers Brothers are still with us. Both Tommy and Dick are 84 and 85 years old. Tommy's the older one, and I apologize. I, I prematurely buried him. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I thought he was gone, too. I, because I, I, I saw mm-hmm. a thing on the web when I searched for it, and you can say, and, and it was a rumor at one time, Tommy mm-hmm. died or something. Or, yeah. So anyway, somebody published a Tommy died and a dick died kind of a search. Right. Well, 
if you go to Wikipedia, it says that, you know, Thomas Bolin Smothers III was born February 2nd, 1937, and he is currently 85 years old. And, uh, and, uh, well, Wikipedia is the the source. Yes. And Richard Remick Smothers is 84, born November 20th, 1938. So, smidge older than you, both of them. Well, any, Anyway, they were fairly old in, when they were emceeing this, whatever right. that was actually taped. Uh, because, in fact, all of these groups, usually you had one uh, guy like the Kingston Trio, Dick or Bob mm-hmm. Shane, was the, was the big tall guy that was with the Kingston Trio. And by the way, on my record of all the personal uh, people that I witnessed, singer groups and whatever, that was the first one I went down to Kansas State University to the uh, field house where they played mm-hmm. basketball and saw the Kingston Trio, so, the original Kingston right. Trio, perform. That, and so, and and I only got to do that because I was invited down by the Delta Upsilon fraternity who were, were trying to get me to come to school down there and join their fraternity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, you, so you're saying really this is nice. the first concert you went to from a professional recording artist? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm sure you. Well, you you not only saw, but you created live music before that. But but yeah. So, yeah. well, I I suspect <laughs> anyway. that your your first concert is more historic than mine. I saw um, uh, Blue Oyster Cult is the first first, uh, <laughs> and, and I suspect that historically speaking, people would probably place the Kingston Trio a little higher than Blue Oyster Cult. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, they were a little bit influential. Yeah. In fact, they revived folk music because prior to then, folk music was not pop music at all. Right. But Kingston Trio sold millions of records because they yeah. turned it into a pop kind of thing. Uh, by the way, the second musician I saw was in Hawaii just prior to you being born. Yeah. Berlin Husky, a country guy yeah. playing at the bass. <laughs> by the way. Just for fun, looking at the Wikipedia uh, page, did you know that Dave Gard and Bob Shane were friends in junior high school because they went to high school in Honolulu, Hawaii? Yes. And that's where they I met. They had Hawaiian yeah. connections, too. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Boy, this is the Hawaii show. We're talking about yeah. volcanoes <laughs> and, and singers from Hawaii. and So... Uh, before we wrap it up, I just wanted to share something with you. On the page that talked about the Space Needle, they showed like a silhouette of the Space Needle next to some other iconic buildings. And it really is I stunning. See. I shared that with you. So the one on the right, direct, the smallest one, that's the Space Needle. Right next to it is the Stratosphere in Las Vegas. The one that's to the yeah. left of the Stratosphere is the Willis Tower, formerly the Sears Tower in Chicago. And the largest, the tallest one, is the CN Tower in Toronto. Oh, okay. So if you wow. wanted to sit at a high restaurant, then probably the highest one is the, well, I don't know. I, can, I don't know if there's one in that Willis Tower. I think that, you know, the restaurant in the Willis Tower is the little, the bulb there in the middle. But then there's yeah, some, I, I don't saying. know if you can go up higher if there's like observe, observation decks or something up higher. I know you can go up almost to the top of the, the physical building on the Willis Tower, you can't go up to the uh, antenna towers on top of it. But by the uh, way, I can also speaking of tall buildings, Mom and I went to a rest 
restaurant and had lunch or dinner, I can't remember what time it was, uh, at the one of the Twin Towers in New York before they were knocked down. Oh, yeah? Did you know? Did it ever tell you that? Yeah, we mm-hmm. were up in one of them. I can't tell you which one. I was I was there the month before it went down and was going to go up yeah. and look out the observation deck, and I was having breakfast a block away at a, rest, at a hotel that I stayed at. And yeah. uh, and we started talking. I, the, the, the people, I was with uh, uh, a coworker at the time, and we started talking, <clears throat> and realized that we didn't have time to go up the tower because we had talked too long. Mm-hmm. And so we went across the street and we stood next to the big, like they had a twenty-three foot diameter globe of the world down below, mm-hmm. and we stood next to that, yeah. looked up at the towers, and then we caught a cab to the airport. So I was. Yeah, there. I remember that that big that big globe. Yep. Thing. It was a big rock, actually, that would tumble around. Uh, you say globe. I you, thought it was just a globe statue, is what I recalled. Oh well, the the one from the World Tower is still existing, and it exists in the park at the southern tip of that uh, place. And and I got to see it again when we were there after the tower had come down. But they moved it. But it survived the, the collapse of the tower somehow. I don't remember whether it was just because it was not too far away. Oh, or yeah. It's, probably it's, got buried, buried by something. But Yeah, it's called the Sphere, and it still exists, but it's banged up. It's not. It's badly damaged, but they kept it, and it's there in the yeah. in the park near the towers, yep. near the new, new World Trade Center 1. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway... That, yeah. that was interesting to go back after the towers had gone down and see what had survived and, and all of that. And you could go back and see that church. It was across the street. It yeah. was still there. It managed to survive it. I, yeah, I wouldn't so. mind going back and seeing that stuff. And, you know, like the hotel I was in, like I said, it was a block away. And it was it, the whole front of it was like a big atrium greenhouse type of thing. So, like, one the wall on one side was all glass. And then most of the roof was glass as well. And from what I understand, all of that shattered. So yeah, well, well, uh, we were on the harbor side. Uh, my brother Jim and his wife lived there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she was from New York, uh, and they had a job as part of cleanup after that collapse. Mm-hmm. And they did the lawyer work for moving all of the residents from the block east of the towers out, so they could clear it. They cleared an entire city block of New York, and Jim and Sharon did the legal work for getting people or businesses moved out of those buildings. And so they were there for three years, I think, doing that kind of work. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, anyway, uh, at the time that we visited, we went to New York and we saw a lot of other things. It was around Christmas time because so it was it was kind of neat to, time to be there and. Uh, during that time, uh, uh, we wandered through all of the surrounding areas around the tower. Now, they hadn't rebuilt the, the new tower at the time that we were there. So, yeah. so there's a lot of stuff that's, that's you know. Yeah, that took back. a little while. Yeah, that took a while. Yeah. It didn't, didn't happen overnight. Yeah. So, but anyway, it was, it was fascinating to have had that experience. I, I would like to go back again, but. With my condition, I probably won't, you know. Yeah. Anyway, 
Well, it's been good talking this morning. We had uh-huh. two major uh, topics yeah. to deal with. And, uh, the Conrad New York Downtown Hotel is the one that I stayed at, and it's uh, about 1,000 feet from the World Trade Center. Oh, by at. the way, by the way, Jim and Sharon, at the time that we visited them, I, I started to talk about that and forgot mm-hmm. where I was, uh, was just south of the bay, the uh, yacht harbor on the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. So it was the, the, you know, you looked right down and you looked onto that yacht harbor just west of the, uh, of the, uh, where the towers were, is, is that yacht harbor. And at the, at the street entrance from that yacht harbor was another, uh, kind of a, uh, it, it had kind of a dome on it that was made of glass and it was all broken up still. Mm-hmm. It had been da- damaged so heavily. There wasn't anything in there when we were there. I don't know if they replaced it or, or fixed it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was a nice place to stay where you really had a, a high-level view. I think they were up on a 10th or something store, some, somewhere in that range, five, 5 to 10, let's say, stories mm-hmm. high. So you could look, look down on the, the damaged area. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's like I need to, like, I'm looking at the maps right now, the, the, you know, the tip of, of Manhattan, just sort of to see, like, where stuff is so that I can kind of get a, feel for the layout now but yeah. um yeah and remember remember like i said I, as soon as i rolled it up i went right to like oh yeah that's where that's the hotel we stayed at so yep 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 all right okay. i think we're done you think okay. we're done all right let's hit the goodbye music and we will say goodbye to you all on this See you next monday day. yeah have a great uh, week